With the featherweight reach, man, his future is bleak. Whack ass Paolo with that chin so weak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we fucking with the whack-ass Paolo. My man Izzy put a stop to this whack-ass Paolo. Gave it everything he got, did this whack-ass Paolo. Beat him up, Izzy catch a charge. Extra long and extra hard. Put this jab right in his face. Break his nose till it's in shards. Kick up top or in his side. Make him swing wild, at least he tried. Bust up his mouth, look in his eyes. Make it look like he took a dive. Paolo fans, are you surprised? Change your avi, you wear a disguise. All that king of... Of bitches did was make Izzy look like a god Crush his dreams, make him scream After the fight, go make a scene Izzy may be super lean But let him show you why he's the king Wobble him, topple him, keep on about him Quick sidestep before you let him get his punches in Show him how to do it, they forgot you are the champion Rearrange his face so we can go back to modeling Talk your shit, you earn this Don't let him blink cause they might miss You really just gotta let Izzy do his thing He already showing y'all that he changed the game Now take your coaches and go home Fucking whack ass Palo Put some ice on your dome, fuck Fucking whack ass Palo. I don't never want to hear about this whack ass Palo. You can go back to the prelim, bitch, you whack ass Palo. Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast, the BDSM podcast where we provide a safe space for everyone to talk about their kinks. And just like I put in the uh, descriptions of uh, the episodes, that's not what this podcast is about, but it's not not what this podcast is about. Yeah. Anyways, flicking toes. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's just toes. move ourselves. Set his kink and move right on. Like, uh, yes. anyways, uh, flicking toes. But let's not talk about it, okay? <laughs> um, um, wow. I think I'm going to play. So, I mean... Our listeners will already know the answer by now, but instead of our normal intro, someone had requested, and I, by someone I'm 99% certain it was Ty Fly Guy, mm-hmm. uh, that I play the um, the WAP remix, the Wack yeah, Ass Palo. I agree. So I'm probably going to drop that in. So you probably will have heard that. Uh, if you were hearing it for the first time, you're welcome. Obviously, it's was after the Izzy fight, so there's like references to that in there. It's not topical for what just happened, but and still got I dog mean, walked. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still relevant. Yeah, it is whack ass Palo. He is whack ass Palo. I mean, so. dude, I fucking and I have to like right off the bat already like say like a, a mea culpa to to Rhino um because I we normally send each other like uh questions for our podcast and he was like he sent one last night and I was uh out I was out with a friend with with Caden my friend um and I was like I got you in the morning just remind me and he did and I fucking still forgot because i was preoccupied with other shit and i sent in a late one that i also sent like a similar one to our boy ty fly guy for the front kicks and throw calls i was like could never be me like imagine being a paulo costa fan not even not even in my fucking imagination dude like fucking paulo costa fan should be ashamed of themselves they really should um, especially now especially now dude um oh, here we are uh, did you have anything you wanted to talk about before we dive right in Guys, I did acid. <laughs> I didn't know whether or not we were going to talk about that. So, yeah, go ahead. Tell what 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 all you wanted to say, unless that was it. That was it. Okay. I recommend. Was it I, just acid or? 
I mean, it felt like it was just acid, to be honest with you. I don't know. There could have been other other hallucinogenic drugs involved. But can I tell you guys something? Don't do it. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, if, if you are one of those people that's like, yes, I thrive in social situations or stuff like that, maybe. But like only only do it around people you trust and can be there for you. And I've probably done it before because it was a nightmare the next day. Um, <laughs> and the night of it was pretty scary, too. But the next day was pretty, pretty horrendous. So now I've checked that off my list and I will probably never do that again unless uh, juice is present. Yeah, dude, honestly, like I, I will never let you do it. Again. I mean, obviously I can't prevent you. Unless yeah. You'll never let me do it again unless you're the one that's saying, do you want to do some acid? Yeah. <laughs> unless it's you saying that, but to be honest with you, it would probably never be juice to be honest with you, but this was what on a well, it was it must have been Wednesday. It was a random because, Wednesday. Yeah, because on Thursday, I was trying to remember the day that we talked about it. Cause like on Thursday, I was on my lunch break from work and I work from home. So it's like I was chilling on my couch and I I sent him a clip. I was listening to Ariel's podcast. I sent him a fucking clip of Valid Ishmael being like, I told him not to open the gym. You're gonna be fuck. And yeah. it was just it made me laugh so hard. And I I sent you the screen recording of it, and like instantly you responded, Bro, I'm juice. not doing good. And then I was like, <laughs> What you well you like can you call and then we got on the phone you were like hey so I did some drugs yeah some very hard drugs yeah. uh yeah so I and I went to karaoke later that night so yeah yeah and we talked that night too yeah it was pretty bad guys I will say that the 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 come down was was really intense so don't ever do that um, yeah definitely not and I should never admit to that but you know I just had to because you know what I experienced it yeah. and guess what probably would never do it again. Ever, ever. Yeah. It was scary as hell. So anyways, uh, that's what I did, got up to this week. I also went to um, Not Scary Farm, which was fun. I, I saw that on Instagram spirit. and I like I reacted to it, but I meant to like talk further. I have like a soft spot for Not, not Scary Farm and Not Scary Farm because I went there as a, as a kid and then uh-huh. we went back for my birthday and I just, I love it. I love yeah. like the ghost even though is yeah. that still there? Does that get torn down? Yeah, Ghost Rider. The, the, yeah, the go, yeah, Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the uh, yeah, okay. so uh, I will tell everyone that that ever likes, uh, I really enjoy doing Halloween events. And I can only tell everyone that, like, as an adult, only go to the weekday night ones because the weekend nights, uh, it was... It was too packed. It was way too packed. We... We're lucky my friend has the has the hookup for someone that works there. So we were able to get uh like the fright lane pass, I guess what's called. Um, whatever. Anyway, uh, we were able to get that because each maze was over two hours long. Uh each oh. wait. And I was like, absolutely not. So luckily we got the hookup for that and uh we got to see all the mazes, which was fun. We didn't get to go on any rides because too busy, but uh yeah, it was uh i will tell you it was pretty pretty crazy so i'm trying to think of other halloween things i might do this week but i think i'm all halloweened out i think i'm just gonna we normally don't do a lot for halloween but um we went to the that day that you were on the come down from the drugs mm-hmm. uh we went to karaoke and then they're like doing it again next week they normally do it every other thursday but for october they're doing it every thursday and they're like yeah it's the one right before halloween so we're gonna do costumes Costume. costumes you gotta and do all, it all of a sudden you know, where like everyone's like, oh my God, let's go next week, let's do costumes. And so I'm like, all right, we'll fucking I'll do something. Yeah, I was gonna do this past weekend, um, or yesterday, I was gonna do emo karaoke, live band emo karaoke. Um so but, up your up your alley. 
Oh, dude, it's so it's such a great experience. It's one of the most amazing experiences. Anyone, any anyone who's ever done karaoke, it's like karaoke to the umpteenth um, mm-hmm. because, you know, live band. It's amazing. Right. Uh, and there's a stage and everything, but I didn't I couldn't find anyone to go with. And then I was like, well, you know, maybe if I would have just gone and then I could have just, you know, met a nice lady there. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Taking her to pound town. Yeah, no, no, I just, I just, mm-hmm. just sat at home and took myself to pound town. Yeah. <laughs> love that, love that. I was gonna say, speaking of a nice lady, but we kind of moved on to the red, so I feel like I have to say, speaking of pound town. Speaking of nice lady, these, no go these on. Fights. Uh, but speaking of a nice lady. The prelim that you want to talk about was... Uh, yeah, let's get markers. right into it. We do these transitions so nicely. Uh, my... Kind of neatly segues. Yeah, neatly segues mighty into meaty. the Mighty Meaty. Uh, my choice for a prelim fight is Random Marcos versus Liviana Sousa. Ooh, yes. Okay, so um, this fight was very... Uh, it was just... At first, I thought Salsa was going to win in the first round. And then uh, yeah. Ronda Marcos just fucking turned on her aggressive jets and just started fucking Salsa up so bad. Um, yeah. I mean, it was just dominating her the last two rounds. Like the first round, I was like, okay, this seems pretty like it's going to be fair. And then it was just like Marcos was like, nope, I'm not fucking having any of that. You're not going to seem like you're more dominant than I am. And That's I feel that you be- said like Livy was given Randa the business yeah and then Randa was like i see your business and i'll yeah. raise you more business more business yeah the <laughs> most business you've ever yeah. had and uh yeah she really fucked her up and i feel so bad because also just um you know she she said everybody like big butts so bro whenever jessica shares that video i was model it's so funny it's so so good and so true i can't believe the guy was like well not everybody i was like what you <laughs> can get out of here yeah, get the fuck out of here. But... I would have literally walked away like, well, not everyone. I'd be like, well, this interview's over, actually. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I would have done. Uh, but yeah, good on Marcos for looking like um the the fire the fire goblin from um Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Stop. Um good on her for that. You're not wrong. I I don't even remember what his name is, but yeah, the fire one. Yeah, the heat yeah. miser. There we go. Yeah. Uh, because I think is that it was Heat Miser. Wow, what a name! I don't know. I don't know if that's actually it, but do you remember when we used to look at um, awkwardfamilyphotos.com, which may yeah. or may not still exist? Uh-huh. There was one that had a video, and it was a fucking family uh, dressed up. It was like a family little thing that they made, and the fucking dad they sang the song, dude, and the fucking was like, "It's like I'm Mister Heat Miser. Oh yeah, I'm 103." Yeah, <laughs> the hair and the suit. <sighs> Oh, bro, it was so cringe. What a... God, look at this fucking hipster. Remember that one? Oh, my God. Leo and I used to be obsessed with that website, you guys. There was It was literally called latfh.com. Look at this fucking hipster.com. Yeah, it was like a Tumblr. It was like, like... Yeah, I think they had it on Tumblr, and then they made a website. And, and like, yeah. it may still live on Tumblr. I'm not sure. But yeah. it was literally like before everyone that sort of like grew up in the nineties realized like, Oh yeah, most of us are hipsters. Mm. Like the people that were early adopters of the fucking hipster movement and took it to an extreme. We were like, ah, you fucking stupid hipsters. Yeah. And like this one fucking guy, 
<laughs> we'll always remember the fucking barbecue sauce. Yeah. It was literally in a bathtub, which apparently was like a big thing of hipster culture. We're like taking photos in bathtubs and shit. Yeah. And he had a, a shirt like, that looked like shredded fr- fruit roll-ups. Yeah, fruit roll-ups. And he was pouring barbecue sauce all over his mouth. I was just like, like uh. bathing in it. He just had the fucking sauce and he was like, Mah. yeah. So anyways, he was not a hipster. Random Marcos for winning that fucking fight. Good job. Yeah. Random and, Marcos was going on a five, five losing streak before it was cool. Yeah. Uh, but that was my, but she broke it. yeah, she did. Good job. Good on her. She really, really needed to prove it. She was pretty much fighting for a job. So. Right. I, I was, I was into like a, a betting podcast well, a betting segment on a podcast. I was breaking this fight down and I was like, basically this feels like it could be like a loser leaves town. Cause like Livy was on a bit of a, a skit as well. So it's like kind of, kind of glad for Randa that she didn't get, I mean, <laughs> I remember tweeting out. I was like, imagine being a random Marcos fan. Like, where are you? And then she won a couple of the homies from Canada were like, Hey, because <laughs> he's Canadian. And I was like, listen, I get supporting your, your countrywoman in general. Randa, yeah. Come on, dude. You're making that up. Yeah. So I'm kidding though. Much respect to her. My prelim. Yeah, let's go. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm uh, like cutting you off kind of. No, I don't know no. why. Um, my prelim, I want to talk about Mason Jones versus David Onama. Now, what was remarkable about this for me was also supposed to be the rematch of uh, Mason Jones and Alain Patrick and Alain got covid or some sort of injury couldn't make make it to the fight basically um and then in steps david onama and i i guess from what they were telling on the broadcast i thought he was like on vacation Mm -hmm. when he got the call up and just gave mason jones hell i mean it was basically mason's fight to lose in terms of the i mean mason had a full camp you know the skill differential kind of but david onama was like I'm not fucking leaving here with without getting my hand raised. He did end up losing the decision, but it was close. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, he had the mentality of like not doing that. He he didn't. He wasn't just there for a paycheck. He wasn't just like, you know, oh, I'm in the UFC now. Like you see, sometimes like people get the like short notice call up and they're like, oh, I'm in the UFC now, and they don't perform well and they get cut after that initial debut, which sucks. And David Arnold was like, I'm not gonna be one of those guys. And mm-hmm. I loved it, dude. I loved everything about it. And I loved how everyone's autocorrect kept like people were texting me about this fight. Obama. Tweeting, tweeting about, everyone was saying Obama. And I was just like, Yeah, yeah I, I saw that. Obama. Yeah, I kept seeing that. Everyone was like, Did Obama win? I was like, What the hell? Yeah. Like it was so funny, dude. It made me think of like, imagine if he sounded like Obama and like he actually got the win. And it was like, I believe in hope, change, progress. Open <laughs> <laughs> ass. Open house. Let's stay together. Whatever, whatever <laughs> Al Green song he's saying. Really. Um, yeah. Remember that time I predicted that he was going to be, he was going to do a Hamilton remix? Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah, and, I do um, remember that. MMO. I yeah. fucking predicted it on Twitter and it came to fruition. It was my, used to be my most liked tweet. But anyway. But anyway, good was good prelim choice. Weak prelims. I mean, we picked the best ones, kind of. Um, uh, yes. Yeah. Sick ass KO. Shout out to Jeff Molina, who, who uh, trains at Glory um, with James Krause. And he also, you know, trains jujitsu with my boy Ray, Ray Freeman, the fucking former uh, Omoplata Soup, Ray's Omoplata Soup. Um, great guy. Should donate to his um, jujitsu center. 
I have yeah. a bunch of times. I think, know, uh, I think, yeah, I think, I think Molina's knockout was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, he, he deaded that dude. I was like, wow, just fucking yeah. slapped him. And when he, he was fighting the guy that the nickname was like Cup of Noodle or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, Cup of Noodle and he ate Cup of Noodles. Yeah. Instant Noodles. That was his name. Yeah. So, well, instant, instant, instant dead. So. Wow. Instantly get a better nickname. <laughs> immediately change it <laughs> all right well, but after that moving on. on to the the main card uh I, I it's unfortunate that this gentleman did win because it was uh i was fully expecting ike v and a to go in there get his hand raised and that wouldn't have to learn how to pronounce this gentleman's name yeah but we had to but uh nicolay negumarianu uh yep. which is probably wrong and i usually yep. roast people for pronouncing wrong so i have to That's roast okay. myself um yeah, got it done early, like yep. a minute and eighteen seconds. KO'd Ike Villanueva. Dang. Yeah, that it was. was um, it was it was okay. I mean, like I said, I thought I thought Ike uh, Isaac was gonna have a, a lot more success. I mean, I, I picked Isaac, um, and that literally just did not happen. Um, I knew that when Nikolai threw a couple of hits and like started landing, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, he's he's really powerful. And then they just fucking. Did it just did it just fucking did it yeah it was oh it was, oh that was the controversial one too because of the of the hits to the back of the head yes yes which yes. Uh, which actually tonight uh last night uh wow that was last night uh yesterday during the day that's when the fights were yeah um there were a lot of controversial like uh placement of hits because yeah it came up it came up later in the alex casaris and the uh uh saying oh, yeah. yeah so there was a couple was of that the uh, same ref or was that tonyoni that took the point tonyoni her, took the point for um for alex caceres or no actually no saying Choi. um i'm trying to think if it was both oh, jason i think it was herzog, herzog. i think it was both yeah i herzog. think it was jason herzog both times because it was definitely yeah. for the main event t cross was texting me about it too he was like fucking points taken love to see it and i was like what yeah, did it was. i say um, um, I said, uh, oh, well, ton, ton, Chris Tonyoni definitely did something. Yes. Because he texted me about it. He was like doing the right thing for once. And I was like, yeah, I feel like since I started shitting him on the podcast, like sh- shitting on him, uh, he's been doing better. And he was like, you should start shitting on the rest of these schmucks. Yeah. <laughs> He'll do better. Um, but uh, yeah, that was the, that was that back of the head one that everyone was like, well, it looked like it was back of the head. And, and cause I think uh, Isaac was even saying like, like he felt like it was the back of the head. So we, it is what it is. And now the, the fight's over, so we can't do anything about it. Yeah. I mean, um, he can protest if that was like, if that was the case, but he probably won't win. Yeah. I think the shot, I think the shots that got him down were, were not back of the head, but there was like one, right. I think in, on the, on the ground. Um, speaking of surprising wins, huh? how's about Francisco Trinaldo winning over Dwight Dude. Grant? That shit was awesome because fucking Dwight Grant. I, when I was making my pick, I forgot that Dwight Grant's that dude that looks just like, like just a, like Eddie Murphy. 80s, yeah. Eddie Murphy from the eighties, dude. And like, <laughs> I was like, Oh shit, maybe he'll get a gift decision like last time. Mm-hmm. And, but then I remember like, he almost finished Ronaldo in the first round, didn't he? 
Yeah. Yeah. There was a part where Trinaldo was almost finished and then he got up. Old man Trinaldo turning back the clock, dude. Yeah, man. We're we're getting we're getting a lot of faith in all these old man strength. I mean, here comes next next week, guys. Oh, I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready, dude. If it happens, it's gonna be, dude. I don't know. It's gonna be so awesome. It'll be the most amazing oh, thing ever. I don't think it's if gonna Glover happen. If Glover wins, but... I'm probably gonna cry. Yeah, it's gonna be so great because he's gonna have, he's definitely gonna have a good speech mm-hmm. um, afterwards. But anyway, um, yeah, Francisco really. Yeah, you're right. He turned back the clock. He just putting it on Dwight on Eddie Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it turns out Dwight Grant does not love to party all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you get beat up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dwight but, Grant loves to take us all the time. Take us all the time. Take us take all, us the, all time. the time. Yep, you're right. So, so corny. Uh, uh, Bruce Leroy, though, that was fucking amazing. Coming dude. back from an illegal knee to the head. Oh, Let me tell you how, how great that made me feel because I was making my picks, right, for the other league that I'm in, which I buried the lead. We are, we're now live with the friendly sparring league, uh, pick oh, okay. league that's going to start for, for patrons only. Um, sorry, everybody. Uh, but, but it's going to start this, this weekend. Okay. Um, perfect. Yeah. Uh, I need to, I need to start logging on to Patreon more often. Yeah. I, I need to start telling you also like that's the thing too. Like, that's I'll okay. Just, I mean, like I said, just, like, as do a, stuff. is the pick em league only on uh, is like, a, is it a spreadsheet or what's the deal? Yeah, no. So here's the thing is like, I literally have been putting it off because I was dreading making a spreadsheet for it. Uh-huh. And I was like, I have some time today. Let me figure this out. Fired up Google Docs, stared at it for about 15 minutes. Just said, you know what? Fuck it. Because also, like, I was like saying how it would be cool to be Google Doc because it could be updated and kind of keep a record of everything all in one place. And like, that would be kind of like ideal. Um, however, like, because the way it's set up, like, you would have to have you know, your email and like some people didn't get, want to give their email out. So I was just like, you know what? Forget that. We'll make it on the Patreon. I'll make the post. Mm-hmm. They can have it in the comments there. It's already like only accessible to those people. So there won't be like anyone else chiming in with other bullshit. Like it'll just be that. So boom, perfect. We're going to have the picks there. I'm going to put the fight card up on Friday night. Cause the like fight cards fall through. Like I, I would love to, I would love for it to be the same. Like now that it's going to be on fight night. Mm-hmm. And I would love to fucking put it up on Sundays so that people could kind of get like, you know, have some time. But mm-hmm. we know shit falls through with the weigh-ins or fight, you know, opponents change midweek. Like, <laughs> so that's that's what we're gonna do as far as that goes. Just have it on Friday night, and um, it's gonna be good. And yeah. so we're going to the end of the year. Uh, the winner is gonna get something. I haven't decided yet. I think we're we'll, we can decide together. Obviously, okay. We haven't decided yet, but we will but decide something. I'm very excited. We'll decide something. Uh, um, yeah, cool. Well, I can't wait for the the leak to start. I'm excited yeah. to win. And we'll be competing as well. Win. By the way, yeah. I mean we'll be. Competing. We're in it. We're in it. Yeah, we're we're gonna win something if we win. Yeah, if if either one of us wins, that's gonna have to be like something crazy. Hey, by the way, is the is the pay per view the the final UFC event of the year, the eleven December eleventh? No, I don't think so. I'll have to check the. I don't know if their calendar is this far updated, but usually they'll do one like, it'll be around like December twentieth, or okay. whatever that weekend is. Like they won't do one on Chris Christmas or New Year's. It'll it's like 
whatever's before. Let me look at the calendar actually. Just yeah, I was to gonna see say because I was like, wait like a minute. around that time. Uh oh. Hmm. Well, December 25th, Christmas is a Saturday. So the weekend before the 18th, it might be when they do the last. I th- no, I, I no, I think I think the 11th is gonna be it, dude. I'm pretty sure right. d- d- I'm pretty sure they're gonna end it with Oliveira and 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 Dustin Poirier. You think so? I think so. I, ca- I can't imagine. And then I think they'll come back January 22nd, I think, is when. Pretty sure. Oh, dude, if they have a long stretch like it was before, I'm not about that. MMA Twitter gets so toxic when there's no fights. What was the what was the last one? How long How long was the last one? There's one? no UFC. It was other MMA. Um, what, what are you saying? When was the last last year? How long was the last layout? Like the, the break? Bro, I'm literally looking at UFC.com slash events. Derek Lewis versus Chris Dawkins is on December 18th. I don't know if you can see the date. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, there when did go. that get announced? Uh, a while ago, actually. I forgot. I okay. forgot it was that date. I knew it was like in December. But yeah, I was I was kind of right. That's what they're. It's going to be December 18th will be the last event of the year. Which will give us time. Like, well, we can do a little Christmas episode or something. Get everyone in the fucking holiday spirit or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we'll do our year end awards the next week. We'll announce the winner. On the 26th? Yeah, or when I like, you know, we can record, you know, we'll figure out with our schedules. Like, obviously, I'm not going to, you know, tear away from your family on Christmas Day. And my family will figure it out. Hey, what the fuck? Hey, what the? This is all off mic conversation that you guys are. No, I like, I like having on mic conversation about it. Anyway, uh, okay, so we're going to keep going down the uh, Alex Caceres. Hey, good on him. Oh. This is what I was going to say that that started the whole thing. I was doing my picks for the other fight league and I was like, you know what? Sung Woo Choi probably is the younger, like a more explosive fighter. He's a really skilled striker. He could give Alex Casera some problems, but I was like, no, I don't get a fucking good feeling over just picking with my brain. It has to be some emotional investment behind it. I fucking love Bruce Leroy. And I was like, I'm not picking against him, dude. I, I can't. And he yeah. got the fucking win, and it was looking dicey. Like it was, it was it, looking it, real it, dicey. It wasn't just like the illegal knee; like it was before that. It was the sequence that led to that, where I was like, "Holy fuck!" Like he's he might get out of there, and the illegal knee gave him time to recover. And then it was like, "Hey, you know what I'm going to do? Instead, is I'm going to duck under one of your overextended shots. I'm going to take your back, and I'm going to strangle you." Yeah. Um, and it was that's how I got the W. It was awesome. He he did a great job with that. I couldn't. I couldn't. Um... I couldn't be happier for him. It was a great, I mean, even though I chose uh Choi, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think, I think it was amazing for Caceres to get that, the choke. Cause it looked like he was trying to swarm, but then, like you said, he, oh, he got his back and just put him down to the ground. And that was yeah. it. Tapped him out. It was great. Fucking a. Yeah. And then uh, speaking of boring fights. Uh, yeah. Speaking of a stinker, I actually, this wasn't that bad for me. Cause I had the benefit of, um, the, the last three fights I watched in the morning, this mm-hmm. morning, um, it was like right around the time of the finish of the Alex Caceres fight, like when they were interviewing him, that I had to leave to go to dinner with Caden uh, and uh, our friend. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'll just watch the other ones. Jessica Rose Clark fight, it's boring. Yeah. I mean, good for her. Yeah. I love her. I'm glad she got a win, but it's a boring fight. Yeah. Uh, co-main event, boring with an exciting like last 30 seconds mm-hmm. and i was like i like rig glenn i was pretty sure Grant dawson was gonna win mm-hmm. um but i like rig glenn 
kind of happy that they got a draw. Um, yeah. But because I'm pretty sure there was a, I think there was a point taken away in that fight. No, it was a 10 8. It was oh, Grant okay. won the first two, and then Ricky Glenn woke up. Oh, that's really right. Dominant oh, round. yeah. And then and then he got the choke. Right. right. That's and right. Was, and then he was and, pointing and at Grant. Yeah. They, yeah. They were saying on the broadcast that it was basically because of him being like, come on, he's out. Yeah. And they determined that he wasn't, but the fact that he could have been. Yeah. Like when you're close to getting finished, uh, that's kind of what into that's how you get a 10 8. It's not, mm -hmm. I mean, they have other um criteria around as well there's the three d's damage duration and dominance i always forget the other one but uh as far as the, the other criteria like no matter what if you're close to being finished that's a 10-8 and yeah. you love to see it honestly um because i i didn't want rick glenn to take an l and now mm -hmm. we kind of get uh grand dawson with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder but this main event dude let me just tell you, I have never been more proud to be 3% Italian. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're going to get into this in the forum a little bit, but I've been, a, I've been a steady hater of Marvin Vittori for a long time. Steady hating. And I'm kind of turning, I'm turning the tide. Basically, from this fight, basically, after losing to Izzy, he's kind of been working on like a babyface turn. And Paolo Costa was like the perfect heel for him to be like sort of the good guy against. And the fact that Costa's dumbass was trying to get a catchway and then ended up going up another weight class, basically saying, Hey, man, I'm 20 pounds over the limit. Come on, like. It was so, so whack. And, and I'm so glad on the broadcast too, when they did the tail of the tape, even though it's a light heavyweight fight now and Coastal weighed in 204.5, which is un, you know just under the limit, they highlighted it because like the reason this is a 205 pounder is because this motherfucker couldn't make 185 the originally contracted weight. Mm -hmm. And there were some people on the, on the time kind of making comparisons to like what Nick Diaz did. Yes, I saw that. And here's the thing. You won't catch me caping for the Diaz brothers. You just won't. Uh, what Nick did was very different to me. Well, first of all, I think in both situations, we don't know the reason for that. And they don't ever come out until later. Like it could have been injury. It could have been whatever. First of all, Nick is older. Cutting weight when you're older is very hard. Or like mm -hmm. it, it gets harder the older you get. Also, they're, they were unranked contenders. Like these two gentlemen just fought for a title and mm -hmm. it's a main event. Like Nick Diaz was not a main event. It was a five rounder, but it was the third fight on the, like, no, to, to me, they're close, but the things that distinguish it to me are they're different enough that it wasn't even in a discussion point for me. Well, on top of that too, like, you know, Nick was like, yeah, we got to move it. We got to move it up. Sorry once and then got to that weight <laughs> yeah so, you're right you're you're so, absolutely right well yeah it wasn't like it wasn't different. like oh yeah let's do 195 catchway and then it was like yeah they didn't go back and forth literally just said like hey can we it also felt like with nick and maybe just because like we didn't you know maybe just robbie was like so agreeable from the beginning it sounded like 
if they said no, he would have tried to make 170. Like uh, it just seemed like he was like, uh, can, can, can we, can yeah. we do it at 185? And they're like, well, yeah, like, you know, so that was kind of where the difference lies a bit. But the fight, and honestly, like, I don't often give credit to Costa, but I did think he was going to gas and get finished. So I guess he didn't, but hey, he also didn't cut weight. <laughs> like, yeah, no, they were saying that at the beginning, at the, uh, uh, the narrative and during the first two rounds were that Costa was gassed, but he, he surprisingly enough stayed in there for a good amount of it. And well, went to the distance, yeah. And but he did look gassed. Like if you watch the second round, yeah, he was breathing heavy, he was dropping his mm-hmm. arms. And I don't, I don't know if he was like playing possum or whatever, but it just yeah, it was like... pretty intense. And, and then, like, I don't know, man, those kicks still sounded pretty fucking loud that he was given to Vittori. But yeah, I think you know, Vittori's um, just output was was way more. Uh, I think they were both pretty, pretty tired, obviously, by the end of it, but just Vittori had had just kind of proven that he could take Costa shots. Right. Um, he really so, has a fucking legendary chin. Yeah. So good on, you know, good on Vittori for agreeing to the fight for stepping in there and doing it. Um, but bad on him for still thinking that he kind of won the fight against Izzy. But anyway, yeah, it's one thing to think he won the first fight because the first fight was a split. This like, so he literally has a, a, a late to stand of like one judge thought I won. I get it. Okay. Didn't need to make it his whole personality for three years or however, but I, okay. Yeah. To think he won the second fight. Yeah. Jesus. Although in, in the like interviews or whatever, he was saying he basically did concede defeat in the in the like pre-package B-roll or whatever before the fight. When they're, it was so funny. They literally like they almost never include the questions that are asked by the producers, but they literally included for both guys. They're like, "Let's talk about your last fight." And then Coach is like, "Yeah, I fight with Adesanya." Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy that the that the buildup was based around that, like that the promo was based on them both losing to Adesanya, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. Um. What a what that man Izzy must have been fucking jerking off so hard at that part. He probably was too. Yeah. Because that's what I would have done. Yeah, Izzy was taking himself to pound town. A hundred percent. Because yeah. you know, like like I said, it's the the promo that's being cut has you has your name in it being like both of these men were both beat by israel adesanya now they have to fight each other it's like yeah did you see what marvin vittori posted on instagram on his story no someone had like a screen recording of it or something and dropped it on on twitter i saw <laughs> it was like he had a bottle of wine from his his hometown mezza corona he's like this is a beautiful mezza corona wine i brought from my country I was going to give it to Paolo, but he doesn't deserve it. He's a piece of shit. Fuck him. All right. Start drinking the wine. That actually also won me over. Um, it, it was awesome. And uh, Hectic, Hectic one made a meme that he, he literally used the fucking, the picture of Marvin where he was wearing the shorts backwards, mm-hmm. but uh, Photoshopped a cinder block on his head. And literally just posted that with the fucking chef's kiss emojis. <laughs> and this guy replied that was like, he said, his name was like Mario something. He said, I showed this to Marvin and he laughed, which is like, anyone could say that. But then uh, Tony was showing me in the DM was like, 
oh look this guy is actually on embedded it's marvin's chef so it's like it literally was that guy who legitimately could have said it to marvin and probably did uh that's fucking awesome the fact that yeah you got you got to be able to laugh at yourself yeah yeah no matter how dumb you might sound yeah no matter how dumb you might sound well i guess we don't have anything more to say on that just because there's going to be a lot of talk about uh costa and and what's next for him at light heavyweight literally everyone is so on board with him being a light heavyweight it's crazy it's crazy dogs it's crazy dogs and we will now take a quick break and transition into the forum And we are back. We are. Leo, the forum starts now. The first question is from our boy Rhino. Like I said, I have to I have to give an extra shout out because um I uh dropped the bag, I fumbled the bag. I, I missed sending in a question to his show, and I had a good one because I was fucking going off on coast. I was so mad. <laughs> I was also mad at myself too. <laughs> um, but he has a great um is a great interview lined up this week with um, with a fighter named Katie, and she is a musical theater major. Oh. I'm so hyped for that. And uh, he he told me who he has next week, and and I I love this that fighter so much. I'm not going to spoil it. Obviously, it's his deal to do. But bro, he's got You're a stoked. killer lineup. So you guys got to go check out Rhino's show. And here is his amazing question. Hey, Juice and Leo, it's a big homie Rhino from the Combat Sports with Rhino podcast. I uh, just got done watching UFC Vegas 41. For all of the, you know, hoopla and <laughs> fucked up things that happened over the week, as far as the weights goes, I started, obviously I'm thinking about weight, and that was mentioned and brought up so often was wait, wait, wait. So in keeping with that theme, uh, if you two were going to be a team in an eating contest versus any two UFC fighters, who would the contest be against? What would the food be that you guys were competing with? And then do you think you'd have a chance of winning? Would love to hear the answer. Love you guys. Love the show. Talk to you later. <laughs> yeah, I love this question so much. And I was thinking... When I was listening to it, I've listened to it a couple of times now to kind of get, because uh, this is a hard question to think about. Um, when I was little, I used to watch eating. I used to watch competitive eating all, all the time. I was obsessed with it. Same. When I was little, I used to be able to eat a lot. And I, I had a fast fucking metabolism back then. Um, and literally like a lot of the competitive eaters were talking about how they would go like the night before a competition, eat a bunch to like, expand their stomach so it's mm -hmm. easier the next day like they all had their own thing like one guy would eat like a half gallon of ice cream mm -hmm. this other guy would eat like two pounds of grapes or whatever the fuck like yeah and i watched one where they <laughs> one where they made a show of it like sometimes it's like televised but it's just like more so like there's cameras there like this was like a the production was like off the charts and they fucking had one where they're like the item that they were going to eat, the food they were going to eat would like drop down from, you know, like, like a Nickelodeon game show, or whatever the fuck, like it would just drop mm -hmm. down. One time they did sticks of butter, dude. And I was like, come on. Like what a way to like, that's going to take years off your life. Just sho shoving them down. And they were like, shove the fucking butter, like down the throat and just like not chew it a, a lot. So gross, dude. Um, yeah, gross, but 
still awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So he's like, still, so I, I kept watching. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so Leo and I actually um, talked about talked about this one. Usually we'll kind of come up with our own, but we're kind of brainstorming. I think we want to team up on this one. Um, yeah. I think we agreed to say that uh, we we definitely want to be in an eating contest with, with Derek Lewis, but yeah. to um, to like counterbalance him, yeah, we're we're gonna have uh, uh, Brandon Moreno as his partner. It was and... so funny too. I was we were thinking about it. I was like, well, we gotta have Derek Lewis. Like that's not, that's already. And then I was, I was like, well, another heavyweight. Like if Roy Nelson was still in the UFC, I probably would have said Roy Nelson. Um, and they fought, so it like kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, but then I was like. Maybe instead of another heavyweight, we should have a flyweight to bounce out. And you said Brandon Moreno right away. I was like, that's the seed. Yeah, he definitely seemed like he would be like a really fun person to to eat across from or compete against, especially when it comes to food. You know, it also well, feels like you know he what? would be able this? to eat a lot too. How about this? I got I got another one for you. Me and you eating. Uh, so it's me and you against Derek Lewis and Brandon Moreno. We're eating okay. deep fried artichokes constantly. Okay. All of them, yeah. all the time, till we win. Yeah. Or me and you eating hummus. I know you're gonna say that against Yuri Prohaska. Oh, <laughs> just Yuri one. Only him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only him. I feel like if we did, if we. <laughs> I feel like if we did the hummus, Yuri would literally like, like we would probably have like pita or some sort of yeah, like yeah. a spoon to just like shovel it. Yuri would like be like, okay. He would take like the containers and like squeeze it. Just fucking smoke it into himself. <laughs> he would just be like, okay, let me scoop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just take his whole hand and just pour it down his gullet. It's and even brilliant. after we tap out and they like declare him the winner, like I can't get any more. And they're like, okay, winner is your party. I'm not done yet. <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> what do you mean? It just keeps going. There's still more left. Okay. Okay. I'm a finisher. Yeah, got it. Dang, dude. I'm so excited for the for him to fight again. Oh, I can't even I can't even the more we talk about him on the show, like we all have our own individual favorite fighters, but he's seeming like the friendly sparring's favorite fighter. Yeah, it's just because, like I said, we we appreciate the weirdness. We have to you have to it. appreciate his his and his his fighting style of just like kill or be killed, but mostly kill. Like I think he's got one loss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kill or so, be killed, but he's gonna kill you first. Yeah, so we'll see. I, I can't wait for him to fight again. I can't wait for the build up for that. So, okay. On to our thank you, Rhino, for the question. Yes, thank you, Rhino. What an amazing question. <laughs> uh, here is the next one from our boy Ty Flaga with the front kicks and throw cuddles. For what's up, friendly sparring podcast? It's Ty from the front kicks and throw cuddles podcast. And yes, I am bringing back my sultry, sexy voice. But you know what's not sultry and sexy is Paulo Costa, who looked yes. like a fool this week, just asking to move up to 185, then 205, and then proceeded to get beaten by Marvin Vittori. Now, Dana White said that Paulo Costa is going to move up to 205 now. 
I want to know, do you guys think that he will be successful at light heavyweight? Or do you think he will, this is just the start of a spiral after his loss to Israel Adesanya? Let me know. By the way, great work, guys. Peace. Yes, my man. You guys got to go check out his podcast, The Front Kicks and Throw Cuddles. Great. I, you know, what an, what an interesting question. Um, well, uh, here's my thoughts. Go, on. Oh, go, go ahead. Okay. Okay. It feels like punishment because Paolo, we know Paolo cuts a lot of weight and he's had like, like I think he had a USADA sanction for using an IV. So, you know, mm-hmm. I use it to mask. So that's, that's, I'm going to go ahead and call him a cheater. But anyway, um, like with other fighters that miss way before they generally are not, not leaning in the sense that they don't care, but like, they're not going to make a move up right away. This is to my knowledge, his first weight, first time missing weight in the UFC. And I'm going to call it missing weight because he wasn't going to make the contractor weight and they moved it up. Like asked for a catch weight of 195 and then went to 205, you know, it feels like a, a punishment. And they did, they've done it before with Kelvin Gaslam, where I think he missed a couple times and they forced him to go up to middle way. And then he went, he was like, no, no guys, I can make 170. And then he missed again. They're like, okay, you have to permanently go to 185. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. And um, he's now thinking about going back to 170, which is crazy. Um, but as far as Paulo Costa, like it really depends on what matchups they give him because he can probably beat a few journeymen. Like if mm-hmm. I'm honest, uh, like there's winnable fights for him at 205. But if they, like, he's a number two, well, was a number two ranked middleweight going into this fight. If they move him to, if they give him a top 15 at 205, he's donezo. Think about yeah. him versus Khalil Roundtree. Yeah. Khalil would kill him. Yeah. Khalil would absolutely murder him. Even the guy that Khalil just beat, Modestus Bukowskis, he would wipe the fucking floor with with Palo. Even the well, that, that guy may have dropped under middle way. I was going to say Michael Oleksiychuk. Uh, I'm trying to think of other 205ers. It's not like a division I'm crazy about. Uh, I mean, outside like the top five and stuff, like Anthony Smith, Rockic. Yeah, like yeah, Johnny Walker would be Johnny a good Walker. Fight. Ooh, Johnny Walker versus Palo Coast. That's that's something. Uh, ooh, uh, Ewan Kuntalaba. <laughs> Bro, the buildup for that would be absolutely nuts. The weigh-in would like, Ewan will get in his face. Fuck it, book that. Kuntalaba. Yeah. Kuntalaba versus Bohashinia. Oh my God. You just made my day with that. He's going to be fuck. It's just... <laughs> it, yeah, it's just... um. With the way that Paulo kind of approached the the weight cut, and then like I don't know, he was also doing an interview with like an Under Armour shirt on and stuff like that. Like, it seems like you know the fact that that Dana White was like, yeah, he's he's a you know he's a nightmare to deal with, but I'm not going to really do much. It's like I don't know, man. I think yeah. Paulo's like, I want to get the fuck out of here. I got to get my hair plugs. Bro, can we talk about that? I I kind of like forgot about that until we saw him for the first time this fight week when he was doing interviews. And I was like, wait a minute. I saw him doing that surgery and he like, it looked bald. So like, it looked like it was fixed. And then I saw him in the fight had the same bald spot in the back of his head. dude. 
like yeah. clean up the front hairline a little bit, but the fucking balls are still there. Just shave so it. waste of money. You wasted so much so money much on money. that. It actually yeah, makes me any, pretty happy. And you, and you pulled out of a fight because of it too. Like what the? Oh fuck? my god! Yeah, <laughs> pulled out of the Whitaker fight. God, the, <laughs> the Whitaker it's fight. So pulled... stupid. <sighs> anyway, yeah, he should say a two hundred five and just get fucking whooped up there. Whack ass Paolo. Yep, the wackest. Take your bucket and go home, fucking whack ass Paolo. It's true. Yeah. Thanks, Ty, for asking me to play that because I fucking will. He actually wanted to make a new one. I was like, I don't know if I have time, but I can definitely play the old one. Yeah, you can definitely still relate to Whack Ass Paolo. Can definitely still relate. Uh, yeah, it's forever Whack Ass Paolo. It doesn't matter. Like, now, yeah. Not only is he so dumb and a, a fucking unprofessional, he's also a fucking transphobe. He's also a Bolsonaro supporter. There's just so much about this man that is utterly deplorable like i yeah. literally can't imagine being a coastal fan like oh i like the way he fights bro fuck out of here with that <laughs> oh he's so bad the worst um, but uh <laughs> i really can't wait for this next question dude buenos dias jabronis ben kiley here from the hind fight mma podcast full disclosure i did not watch last night's ufc card it was on earlier than i thought it was going to be I forgot about it. Shoot me. Call me a casual. Whatever the fuck. Uh, also, I have searing shoulder pain at the moment from just being an old man. So I'm going to use that as an excuse as well. Um, it's the week of Halloween. Uh, simple question. What's your favorite horror movie of all time? Ooh. I interchange between two. Psycho and The Shining. But would love to you know, know what you guys like. So looking forward to your response. Ooh! First of all, yeah. I, I love that. I thought his uh, dialect was a little thicker of this, which I I appreciate. He's like, we went earlier than I taught. I was like, yeah, it's so Irish. I love it. Um, Jesus, horror movies. It's hard for me because I honestly am not not a big horror person. Movie and fan. there's there's some people that hate it and will shit on it. I'm not gonna shit on it. But I did think of a few that came to mind. Okay. Um, the It remake, I actually liked. Some people that didn't. Uh, I never saw the first one. I'm, I'm not going to be honest. Like um, Before everyone says, like, oh, you got to see it. No, I don't. I absolutely don't. You don't. You don't have um, to do anything you don't want right, to do. I don't. Plus, well, also, like, you know this about me and, like, our longtime listeners will know. I'm not good at taking recommendations. I'm just not. I just He's really like, not. Part of, part of it is, like laziness i guess but the other part of it is like i don't want to not like it and be let down like i already when i still when i kind of shit it on the bat nolan the bat nolan <laughs> the nolan batman films from last week I, mm -hmm. I got like i got a couple like dms and texts like are Did you, you kidding me yeah well i literally mean a couple like our one of our uh well actually they're both patrons but you know t cross text me he's like i can't fucking believe it i can't fucking believe you don't like the batman films um and then uh tricky dick uh dm me as well I mean, like I said, it, it you know it is what it is at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, but what are, what are some of the, your favorite horror movies? Uh, oh. Okay, the new It remake, yeah, the, the new It, and I was thinking how. Okay, there's a so there's a couple that like. Oh, I gotta look up the name. There was one, from, probably 2014 or 15 with Jeffrey Dean Morgan, that was about like a Jewish demon. Oh, oh and it's called it, like. It was possessing his daughter. Yeah, it's called Lahelam, I think. Stop it. No, like, 
when I say that, like, you know, normally they get like a, you know, and like they, they get a priest to the action. They got a rabbi. Yes. Like okay. it, there, it was some sort of demon like that. And I just remember being like, actually kind of invested. It wasn't the best story. Mm-hmm. Um, was it the salvation? I'm trying to remember the Jeffrey D. Morgan movie. No. The possession. Ah, there we are. Young girl buys an antique box of yourself. Yes, it was called The Possession. That okay. movie was actually pretty, pretty scary. Um, and I just like his acting was so good too. Like some of the some of the story, I was like, okay, dude, like this is why I'm not a fan of horror because some of the stuff is a little corny. But his acting was so good. And like I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He's great. The other one I want to shout out is um Saw Five. And I haven't seen any of the other Saw friends. I mean, I I think I might have seen like seven or something like i might may have seen another one later one of the other ones yeah but uh i never watched the saw franchise until we got to college mm-hmm. our friend andrew and uh um john who i think you may have met once because he left before john um, arnold yeah yeah of course well he left before you moved in with us but then he yeah. came to visit so you yes. met him but like i don't know if you remember um we went to see the Saw movie in at Arclight in Hollywood, which is like an amazing theater if, if you're not from that area. And it was a, a cinematic experience. I was on vocal rest that entire day. Uh, like literally would not talk at all. I was like writing things down, texting people, holding up signs. Like my voice was so shot. I was sick from like something happened during like I got sick. We went to like Kitchen 24 before the uh before the movie i got a fucking like normally i when i used to go get go go to kitchen before i would get the smack and cheese which was like a fucking like four cheese macaroni like fancy like i didn't want to have to i had a salad and then i had like tea with honey soothe my throat we went Mm -hmm. to the movie theater and in the middle of the movie i forgot i was on vocal rest something happened and i go ha ha bitch like someone got their leg stuck in a trap or whatever like sometimes one thing i do like about horror movies is like the same thing that i like about fighting like if someone i don't like gets their comeuppance i get to be like yeah you fucking idiot or whatever like that's kind of what happens in a horror movie oh cabin in the woods is also a really good yes film that's probably because i I mean it's sort of a parody of the horror genre in a Mm -hmm. way but at the same time it, it still is yeah. a horror movie and i really really like that movie so that's that's probably my favorite horror movie yeah. i like had all these little honorable mentions that i'm like wait a minute let me actually think about my actual favorite the actual one you like yeah for me um my whole favorite horror movie is uh the thing the original um the john, john carpenter. carpenter yeah because uh uh just building up suspense and like the the makeup team and the effects team on that just like fucking really that was like mm. a prime example of like movie making magic of like these fucking terrible grotesque things happening and then suspense like of and yes. like the suspense wasn't you know wasn't the monster it was the people like it was like not being able to trust who's next to you and stuff like that so when the crazy terrible thing would happen you know, like the fucking person would be ripped apart or the dog or whatever, anything. You'd be like, oh my God, what the fuck is happening? And then like, that would be like, you know, two minutes and the thing would go away. And then the rest of the time you're like, okay, who the fuck is it now? And then you're just like, what fucking other grotesque thing is about to happen? 
Um, so that's definitely one of my favorites. And uh, recently, um, <clears throat> I like Ari Aster's movies. I, I thoroughly liked um, Hereditary and Midsommar. Um, I think Hereditary um, is a better scary movie. I think uh, Midsommar is a better, like, thematically... Because if you guys didn't know this about uh, Midsommar, it's um, it's about a breakup. It's about moving apart from like your significant other, and that's thematically what it's all about. It's actually that's literally all it's about. And if you watch it that way, it makes the movie eighteen million times better. Because at first, when you watch okay. it, it's like it feels very cultish. But when you watch it, realizing that it's about a relationship falling apart, every all the themes that that are in there that are built into this uh the movie are amazing they're it that movie is pretty genius it's kind of like um, the matrix how yeah yeah i mean sound see, its own, but once you know it's about the trans experience like it sort of elevates and everything makes yeah sense. And, and just uh, and with the with the matrix you know t- uh being also like one of those movies that uh yeah if you if you look at it in different lenses i mean not necessarily exactly like the matrix because midsummer's only like the theme is only what like when you look at it that way it, it you realize that that's the movie was made from that perspective mm-hmm. the matrix is so good on too many levels like right. even that's before true. you knew the trans experience that then you know then you have the act uh matrix is one of my right. favorite movies of all time it's fucking the most amazing yeah. movie of all time it's fucking sick. anyway but those are those are probably my my two is would be the thing and the and hereditary if you haven't seen her if you haven't seen either of those juice um I assume you've seen the thing, but if you haven't seen the thing, I recommend watching it again. And if you haven't seen Hereditary, I really recommend watching it in a dark room and just get ready to be. It's not scary. It's just you just feel very uneasy after you're done yeah. watching it. So. Well, I, I I haven't seen either of them, but I wanted to to quickly shamelessly plug uh, some movie podcasts that are about those movies that I listen to because I think mm. maybe if uh, listeners are are horror fans or been in, you know, maybe they might listen. Our buddy Tom, movies after work. <clears throat> podcast the podcast is called movies after work did an episode on hereditary i think he kind of took the piss out of it a little bit i don't think he loved it i think he he liked some parts of it um but the thing is what i really wanted to, to, to say because i even though i haven't seen seen having not seen, seen it before i have such an appreciation for all the things you mentioned about the suspense and the special effects because of these podcasts uh our friends john and laura uh um the movies and contemplation podcast but mm-hmm specifically another one verbal diorama um mm-hmm. that's a girl named m based on the uk who does the tagline of the podcast is the history of the history and legacy of movies you know and movies you don't and she doesn't talk about i mean there's some plot spoilers but for the most part she just dives into like the making of the movie mm-hmm. and the making of the movie of the thing was insane mm-hmm. so yeah. i really enjoyed hearing about that like i, I haven't seen the movie some some movies she does where i have seen it like elevates it i'm like oh my gosh but like so mm-hmm. even the ones I haven't, like I, I enjoyed that episode even without knowledge of the film. Yeah. Well, good plugs. Fucking A. Thank you, Ben. Coyly. Thank you, Ben, for that uh, question. And we are go- fucking hate my phone sometimes. We're kind of going back to uh, the voice questions. D. Kronz sent in a voice question and uh, I haven't listened to it yet. He sent in like a little bit before we recorded, so I you know, but I, I wanted to keep with tradition. <laughs> so here's his question. Juice, Leo Brothers. Man, that actually ended up being a really goddamn fun card. With all the bullshit he put up with and the performance he put on, I 
God help me, I'm a Marvin fan, I think. <laughs> that that was that was pretty fucking awesome. Uh what I wanted to ask you though, if you were each in charge of a fight circus style fight, what rule set would you lay down and which UFC fighters would you put into the contest? I can't wait to hear your answers and set one of the fights up so you know someone that you may not like would probably get sent to the forest realm. Love you boys. Can't wait to listen to the show. Oh man, we love you, D Cross. That's such an amazing question. I love Fight Circus, bro. Mm. I'm all in on Fight Circus. All right, I got mine. Oh, go ahead. I it would be almost like a wrestling style, like uh uh ladder ladders, uh tables and chairs match inside the UFC. Ooh, yes. But TLC. But the rule is um for for the safety of everyone uh in it is that uh only uh flyweights and below can compete in it okay and they all only get one hit with each item okay that's it interesting so you got to make what, sure you're what flyweights would you choose uh brandon marino and figgy Yes, I was hoping you were going to say that. Yeah, let, let's just rematch it that Can way. Can you imagine fucking Figueredo with a fucking bottle in his hand? <laughs> That's yeah. what I imagine. Like he's just like, ah! yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. They would, they would be. They would either have a table, a ladder, or a, chair. a ladder oh. or a chair. Okay. And I don't even like items similar to that. You literally mean that? No, just table, ladder, and chair. That's it. Okay. Wow. Yeah, and they'd have to use each item would have to be a slightly. Um, no, no, that's it. That's it. There's no, there's no, there's all the rule other than they get to use each item one time, but then they have, they have right. to fight. So here's how the fight goes. Figgy climbs on the ladder, mm-hmm. tries to power bomb fucking Brandon Moreno from the thing. Brandon chooses a table, blocks it, and then beats his ass anyway. See? Fight circus. Fight circus. <laughs> it's uh, a fight circus. This is a great question. So I asked a similar question to Rhino on his podcast is it the last week or the week before? And I remember teasing it on the episode, but I wasn't to his answer. His answer, what he said was so amazing. It was like the thousand pound match, but on one side, it's uh, like a 250 pound guy, a 250 pound guy. And a, it was basically like three people that equal a thousand pounds. Uh-huh. The other side, 10 flyweights. I was like, oh shit. Thousand pounds versus a thousand pounds. Versus like a few big people versus a lot of little people. Yeah, Amazing. That'd answer. be great. That is a that is that's very fight circusy. I'm thinking of a couple things. Like, I don't know if I can do just one, yeah. but I'm thinking of like like Curtis Blades versus Alexia Linick. In a rematch. Okay. But their hands are tied behind their back. So, like, the only way that Curtis Blades could get a takedown is by literally, like, tackling him with his hands behind his back, just, like, running into him. Hey, didn't you already come up with a fight circus version, which was, like, um, all the uh, domestic violence abusers just fighting in the ring with no rules? K- kind of. I mean, that's technically. Yeah. That's that's technically the thing. That literally 
Yeah, I mean, that would be just like Greg Hardy versus John Jones in a fight to the death. Um, I'd watch it. Yeah, and then I was thinking also like Wonder Boy versus Muslim Salikov. Okay. Striking only. So it's like essentially like we're going back to UFC one kind of like karate versus kung fu. Like there are different styles, mm-hmm. but they can like collar tie, you know, they can get a submission from the feet. Like if it's a standing guillotine or whatever, if they snap down or, you know, but no, no takedowns, no, no wrestling. It probably, they probably just mostly strike. That's not even that wacky, but it is kind of like in the vein of fight circus. And that would be, I would love to see it. Mm-hmm. Thank Anything you, Decrons. That was oh, an amazing good. question. Oh, did you have something else to answer? No, I did not. No, oh, okay. Um, we have... <laughs> we have one from uh, our boy, Seth, uh, MMA Catfish, who has not um, sent a question in a while. So good on him. He also messaged me. Uh, he said, I forgot to add shade. And anyone who doesn't listen all the way. Oh, well, next time. Well, I'm putting it in. Anyway, here is his message. Hey, Julie, old baby. It's the catfish here. Swim up in you. Hey, random Marcos got to win. I mean, well, I guess that's a thing that had to happen in 2021. But uh, that's definitely an automatic cut for the person that lost to her, right? Because, I mean, it definitely should be. Because Marcos has the fight IQ of a fucking stone. And if you can't beat her, you should be fucking caught. Uh, moving on. Snacks Costa. Loving his snacky snacks. Man, that motherfucker. Like, people talking about it. Maybe he wants to move up to 205. Can you imagine him and them little T-Rex arms fighting people that are actually 205? He would get trucked. Yes. Israel Adesanya lost at 205 to the champ solidly. I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just a fact. And he fucking beat the shit out of Costa like he wasn't even trying. So what a fucking joke. Uh, <laughs> fuck Costa. Uh, did you happen to see the video of Marvin Vittori making fun of him with a bottle of wine in his hotel room after the fight? Because I can tell you that solidly, I am now Team Vittori. He can wear his shorts backwards all he wants. I don't give a fuck. That dude is making me laugh. And FMP, I'm out. Yes, dude. That's the one I was talking about when he was like, I've got him a wine from Mental Corona, but fuck him. <laughs> oh, man. Snacks Costa. Yeah, pretty what much. A fucking, I'm pretty sure that's a co-main event-ism. I'm learning. I'm learning the language. Um, yeah that's the point for me seth like imagine costa fighting at 205 yeah no imagine that yeah it would just be uh, just a domination uh just uh there was someone outside my window um yeah, yeah big old no. domination yeah imagine him versus iwan kutalaba and iwan just wrestle fucks him and but also gets like a nasty ground and pound tko at the end Ooh. i want to take myself to pound town right now yeah, get a little chub. Yeah, Costa at 205. Honestly, 
I would probably have more respect for him if he did that, to be honest with you. I would. Good. Maybe he can have surgery on his arms to get longer. <laughs> <laughs> so fucked up, dude. I'm so fucked up. All right. Thank you, Seth. And go listen to his podcast, Catfishing with the Tat Daddy. He's dropping some fuck you Fridays. All right. This is from our boy, Phil. Hey, Juice and Leo, this is still the MMA dude from the Split Decision Podcast. Okay, so I've got a two-part question this week. Number one, so we saw Paulo Costa obviously uh, miss weight completely. They moved it to 205. He fought Vittori. He lost, but a lot of people thought he did very well. It was an entertaining fight. So here's my question to you two. How far is Paulo Costa going to go in the light heavyweight division? We know he has to go to light heavyweight. Dana made that clear. He's got to fight a light heavyweight going forward. So my question to you guys is, how far does he go? And then the second part of my question uh, revolves around next week's card. We've got the Glover Teixeira versus Jan Blachowicz fight. If Glover wins, because I think people aren't considering that, if Glover wins, do you do an automatic rematch? It only seems fair to Jan, but I'm curious. Where do you go from there if Glover wins? Thanks so much, guys. Take care. Uh, let's talk about that first. So it is fair to say that Glover could win, and we, we've talked about it. Yeah, no, 100%. I don't think an immediate rematch is no. Yuri's been waiting for too long. Yuri well, and and what's his name have been waiting a long time. Um, Rocket or yeah, they're both yeah they're both they've yeah. been in talks to fight for too long. And I mean, you could do a title eliminator and then another rematch, but no. For me, I don't really I don't really like immediate rematches anyway. But it has to be for like a long reigning champion. Jan has one title defense. Yeah. And I'm not shitting on Jan. Like, I'm probably going to pick him. Mm-hmm. You know, but no, I don't I don't think that's that's the way to go. Especially, like, if Glover wins the belt, it'll be like a Cinderella story of all Cinderella stories. Like, the mm-hmm. guy has just fucking been grinding. They talked about it on the – I don't know if you watched after the broadcast. Mm-hmm. They played yep. another promo for it because I watched this morning. I wanted to make sure I watched it, how he, like – he had a story for like a long time. It was it wasn't like 2008. He could get into the U the to fight in the U.S. like get visa issues. And for a while, like people thought he was this killer that would give John Jones problems. And then he ended up like John Jones did this move from the clinch and like popped his shoulder out or something. And it was like a weird TKO mm-hmm. injury thing. So he's kind of had this story where he's like we had this roller coaster and he's up and down. He literally like he could have fought for the title. He could have fought DC when DC was a champion. He called out Anthony Johnson who no one d- did. Of course, Anthony got like a 13-second uppercut KO. Mm-hmm. Really, really sad stuff. But he had that fucking amazing fight with Gus, and he's he's fought his way back. He's a 5-5 win streak. My man is putting in work, and he could win this fight. But I agreed. If, if he is the champion, let's let him ride off into the sunset. Not that he would yeah. want to retire with the belt or anything like it, and then, you know, Dana doesn't like when people do that. But not let's have him not fight an immediate rematch. Maybe, maybe let him fight Rocket or someone, or, or you know what I mean. And then if Oyan wins another one, give him another crack. I'm down with that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, there's no there's no reason for for the immediate. Like you said, it's not. If he if he was reigning for a long time, you're right. I think that's the only right. reason. But um, although. And then as- as far as what we were saying before, like if if Yuri is getting the winner, which we want to happen, mm-hmm. it's not really said in stone, but we want it. 
Yuri's going to give Glover the business and then some. So yeah. I don't like that's, I almost would rather want the rematch. Right, right. It, Especially yeah. if we want the story of like the, the riding off into the sunset. But yeah, here we are. And then, uh, oh, yeah, Costa far, yeah. Two five. as far as this Costa, I mean, I think we're both agreeing that that, you know, you you have anyone in the top 15 pretty much past 10. It, it, it's just going to be a big, big old problem. Yeah. Costa. Right. And like I said, it depends on what they want to do, because like I said, this feels like punishment. It's mm-hmm. very it's very seldom that Dana is like, you know, they have to move up or whatever uh, after one miss like that. But I guess he's been hard to deal with. Maybe there's some other stuff we don't know about. It feels like punishment. So it feels like they're going to mm-hmm. say, okay, you want to, you want to compete. You have to fight a 205. They're going to give him like, I mean, you might not get people to sign to fight him. I imagine they're going to get, dude, if they make the Khalil fight, I want credit for that. Cause that you should, you should get all the credit for it. Yeah. I feel like they, they can make that fight and uh, it would just be a sweet, sweet KO for Khalil Roundtree. Yeah. Let me tell so, yeah. you. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> fucking! Hey, thank you, Phil. Go check out the Switch Decision podcast, which hopefully will be returning soon. It's been on a bit of hiatus. We're um, we're actually just talking before this. I think it's going to come back. Um, that's it for voice questions. I think. Let me just double check. Yeah, I think that's it. So we're now moving into the Twitter forum, and the first question is from. Oh my God! For, I I was look, I was pulling up the, the tweet and I uh, saw something I retweeted like just before we recorded, bro. Dan Hardy made a tweet that was like, "Who do you guys want to see Palo Costa fight at two five? Someone fucking said Derek Lewis, but on the week of the fight, he says, "Oh, I can't make two five. Let's make it heavyweight." <laughs> Dude, you have no idea how happy that would make me. <laughs> That'd be so great. I would love that one. Oh my god! All right, this is from the homie Dean at No Coward Shit, which I think is an amazing handle. He says, "What do you?" Th- <laughs> I can't even get to this without laughing. Says, what do you think happens <laughs> first? The UFC cuts Costa. <laughs> Or Costa cuts off his balding. <laughs> oh wow, dude! <laughs> uh, I think he gets cut from the UFC. I think first, he gets cut honest. before his balding hair comes off. Well, before he cuts it, he's not—he's not balding gracefully. He's like clinging on to that. Yeah, he's literally putting more on so he can bald off. Right. He can literally. Like, he honestly feels like with his head shape, jawline, like he could pull off a bald head. Yeah. He's clinging to that. His hair is so bad. Yeah. There's a lot of Palacos I don't like, which actually is about to get me fired up to answer this next question from the homie Zach Friedrich at Zach underscore Friedrich. I feel like I've said this before, and like I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name right and he hasn't corrected me. Um, this is how mad are we at ourselves that we thought Costa was a monster for the 185 division and could give Izzy a run for his money. I'm starting to think we were all punch drunk for the Costa Romero fight. Like if we go rewatch it, we'll probably think it's dog water. I'm going to go rewatch it. And then he says, assuming maybe he rewatched, he says, I take it back. 
that fight was pretty good. Costa played like a fill though. Here's my qu- got, got a quick question. I got a, I just got a quick question before I answer this question. Who's we? Who's we that thought Costa was a monster for one of the easy for a run for his mic? Not I, sir. Never had faith in that dude. Are you kidding me? Mm, thought he was fucking rushed. He literally did not fight anyone that was ranked until Romero. Mm-hmm. He fucking fought a bloated Johnny Hendricks. He fought Olawale Gamboja, who literally had like a terrible UFC record. I think he's no longer fighting in MMA. He fought Uriah Hall, was getting pieced up until he hit Uriah Hall on the dick and got a finish <laughs> that way. He has no good wins. He has no good wins. Fuck Paulo Costa. <laughs> he's trash. I'm sorry, Zach. I'm sorry if you like Costa. He's a transphobe. You should know that. Um, but yeah, uh, he's not even going to be a, a, a monster for the 205, 205 division, division. Yeah, because he's going to get dog walked exactly by anyone with a number next to their name. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they sign if they end up like signing people to fight him. Maybe I mean, like 205. Hey, hey listen, weirder things have happened. Look at fucking what's happening next year to Greg Hardy, huh? Oh anyway. my god, getting that fucking. I keep wanting to say the Ezekiel fight, the Alexi Olenek. Olenek. Anyways, imagine, imagine they uh, Rockhold's back heels, and they do Rockhold versus Costa at two hundred five. Ooh, another fight where I actually root for Rockhold again. Yeah. Oh man, dude, I can't even fucking imagine. I can't imagine. Be good though. Yeah, it'd be good. It would be a good fight. I'm trying to think of uh, anyone else. Yeah, like you said, the Johnny Walker fight would be good. Um, and I think anyone. there might be another one, so let's save maybe some uh, future matchups. But uh, shout out to Zach. He's a good dude. I got a little hype because, of, bro, who's we? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, this is from our girl Filthy. <laughs> Adam and made Filthy Casual. It says, should I be a bigger Marvin Vittori fan after la- this last week? Yes, yes actually yes and if you asked me if, if you had told me like two weeks ago hey you're gonna be a fan of marvin vittori i would have said you're out of your goddamn mind yep you're out of your goddamn mind if you think i'm gonna put our nation to the brink with a nation who's king and kingless i don't know yeah. I was, uh, trying to try to reference hamilton but yeah i can't yeah. I can't even live with myself that I'm a Vittori fan now, and I am. And look, at the end of the day, you know, he, what he's saying about Izzy is, you know, anyone is going to, you know, he's not, he's not dogging Izzy, really. He's just saying that he thinks that his performance is better. So you can't really be too mad at him for that, but it is I, still stupid. Mm, I mean, <laughs> it is well, still said, stupid. He phrased it a lot better in the interview with the producer for the, for the pre-fight package. Like, uh-huh. He said something about he said, oh, he fought a smart fight. He didn't he didn't say anything about him being his own corner. He right. didn't say anything about having a third eye. He yeah. didn't say <laughs> he didn't really beat me. He just said he he had a smart fight, yeah. <laughs> which was fair. Like, yeah. So yeah. He says yes. things about not wanting to engage, which I was like, Yeah, it's no. okay. You like, can enjoy uh, you can enjoy his backwards pants and his forward pants now. Yeah, now now that he's like, like I said, he's doing kind of like a baby face turn and he's like drinking wine dunking on costa i like the backwards pants. yeah <laughs> i mean me it was too. so stupid the first time they that they let him do that but like now i'm just like yeah 
fucking do whatever you want. <laughs> also, definitely grow your hair, Marvin. When he's like, when he's bald, it's like not yeah, a good a look. He looks like a thumb. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. But um, this text question is from uh, Tomas at Tomasum. He says, I don't think they'll cut Costa yet, even though they should. Agreed. He says, who should uh, uh, you like to see him fight in the light heavyweight division? And who would be a good debut for when he goes to Bellator? <laughs> Honestly, if they, if he goes to Bellator, they're doing him versus Corey Anderson right away. Well, uh, well, I mean, he's a- if they want to, if Bellator will let him fight in middleweight, because if they do that, they'll probably do a fucking uh, a tune-up fight or whatever. They'll give him like an entry-level fight, and they're like, okay, the winner of this fight is going to yeah. fight Gegard Mousasi for the title, and it'll literally be like a guy with like a four and ten record. <laughs> And like, the winner of this fight and the guy's yeah. like oh, i'm just here for a paycheck yeah can you imagine like i was thinking about this too because <laughs> like bellator they let them do like you know extravagant walkouts and stuff like my boy K- uh, caveman dave rickles came out with a fucking animatronic dinosaur one time great like idea. amazing <laughs> imagine you're one of those guys that's like in a squash match or whatever for like an mvp or someone they're trying to build up and you come out dressed like a fucking can i would I have would. so much respect for them i would just be like Im- immediately it'd be a stand account for that guy yeah because then and then and then to win would be even better oh my god Ex- exactly that that's the thing too like that imagine walking out as a can and you literally got beat by a can yeah amazing <laughs> <laughs> honestly costa going to bellator and uh losing to someone with a with a 500 record would be the most coasted thing to happen. Oh yeah. Um. Although, if they want to be serious, they could give him uh, Austin Vanderford at middleweight, who's about to fight Gegard and lose terribly. No disrespect. I just love Gegard Musasi. Um. He's got a pretty long one. He's got a got a pretty long one too, dude. The fact that he has that big hog energy, and he knows it, yeah, he knows it. Um, <laughs> um, oh, his other question: Who would you want to see him fight in the light heavy division? I think I, the more I'm thinking about, it, I like the Johnny Walker fight, especially because Walker's six six, dude. Mm-hmm. Like that was even giving like Chago Santos problems at like six two or whatever, however tall he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Johnny Walker versus him would be just so interesting to watch it's just insane he could literally do like the thing where you're like you know like bullies do or whatever where they put, put your the, hand on his head the forehead yeah, yeah exactly he could literally swing. do that and Paolo's just swinging oh boy that would be amazing uh i also wouldn't mind him versus misha sirkinoff although misha dropped down to 185 hopefully he i don't know moves back up oh jimmy crew would be a good fight too Paolo costa for jimmy crew yeah, I, I kind of like that a lot, actually. Yazi, yeah, yeah. All of them beat him. Oh, what about this? Also, this gentleman had moved up to two hundred five and then went back to one eighty five. Sam Alvey. Get everything that you want. Both of them getting beat up. Yeah, yeah. Both of them getting beat up. It would just be. I would just be. Hey, ref, take a back seat for this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just go out. Just go out to lunch. Yeah, you've earned I'll, it. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll watch. Don't worry. Yeah, about I'll it. watch. Um, 
All right. This is from the homie Pillars of Salt at underscore Pillars of Salt underscore. So could you guys please formulate a bulletproof solution to weight cutting and encouraging fighters to fight at their natural weight that is healthy, safe, fair, doesn't result in an uptick in fight cancellations that doesn't infringe on fighter autonomy? Cool, thanks. I feel like we've gotten variations of this question throughout the year. Uh, well, throughout the time we've done it and then I've gotten as well. Mm-hmm. I just thought of something. I don't know if I've ever suggested, which I think would be interesting to try. Okay, go on. What if instead of like one pound allowance, mm-hmm. there was like a five pound allowance? There was like a no pound allowance and they just made weight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I would like. Because I feel like sometimes the pound allowance, you know, encourages more, but like, I don't know. I feel like if you if you had everyone like, okay, you can find your same weight class you can weigh five pounds heavier. Like okay. 135 becomes 140, 145 becomes 150. But like within that, so that you can fight, like if people, you know, feel good making 145, like some fighters like the amount of cardio that they have to do to get to that weight. And then it mm-hmm. like makes them fight better. So right. like sometimes they want to do that. But if you give, the, if you give a five pound allowance, not only are guys going to cut less weight, they'll be more healthy and there'll be less fight cancellations like yeah i think i think that that's a good idea i think that that the a weight allowance being a little bit more would be better for them to um especially then then there's not a lot of confusion um and and you know already you know so many interviewers uh people that interview the fighters after are like you know what do you think you're going to be walking in there at and they're like oh like 10 20 pounds heavier it's like well we can just stop that conversation and just kind of get to the core of like someone getting close to that, you know, that weight limit. Um, I think you're right. I think a five pound limit would, would be the, would be the best. Um, and then also, um, just more the purse needing to be like snatched up a little bit higher. Like we need, you know, we need 50, 60%. We need like, we need wasting your camp percent, you know? Well, yeah, that too, that, or like people have thrown this around too. And I think I've, I've said as well, it should go as a loss on your record. Like you'll still have the fight or like, or if you, if you would have won, like if it's a decision or if you get a finish, like it goes as a no contest or whatever at the, mm-hmm. at the very min, like minimum, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. But honestly, like to your point about like, Oh, what do you think you're going to weigh in the cage or whatever? Whenever they do those reports, like some, some commissions will publish that information or they'll get the information whenever they weigh in for going to the cage to get their in cage weight they're generally pretty close, like anyone in the same division, which makes the question like, why don't we just tell the people in that division, like, Hey, don't cut weight. Mm-hmm. Like now well, we've gotten to a point where people are fighting. Like you obviously can't, you can't sign like someone who fights at flyweight to fight a lightweight or a featherweight. Like the disparity is way too big there. But I mean, mm-hmm. if you're matching within the same division, I'd be like, Okay, you know these people have successfully weighed in at the same weight before. They're generally the same size. Who gives a fuck what they weighed the day before the fight? Who gives mm-hmm. a fuck how they weighed when they dehydrated themselves to step on a scale? Like, and I understand like weight cutting is a part of the uh, culture or whatever. It's a part of the sport that like people think is so ingrained that we don't. It didn't used to be like you no. didn't used to have weight cuts. So yeah, I just think. There's a way to not do there's it. There's a way. Yeah, there's a way. It's just like the gloves, just like all that stuff. There's a way to make it better. Yeah. The problem is like it's so 
it's becoming so much more popular now. We've done it like one way for so long that they're so resistant to change. Mm-hmm. Which sucks. Shout out to Pillars of Salt, always coming in with some hot questions. Um, oh, yeah, Thomas asked another question where I was like, yeah, I, I linked to the form. I think he re-asked it, so I think I think we'll get on that. And that's it. I don't see any other questions. Do you? Oh, yeah. Uh, struggle face the god as Costa got to stay at 205, right? Wait. Oh, literally, it's not loading. There's another one from Ty. Oh, no, that's him saying he sent the voice message. Yeah, I don't know why it wasn't loading before. I, I see Tom's right here. Duh. Obviously, I'm glad I asked that because thank you. I don't want to fucking skip Tom. He's the he's the shit. Literally been supporting his podcast since like pretty much his day one, I think. Um, yes. Uh, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the FWM days. Obviously, friendly sparring since day one, but I mean, mm-hmm. even way back in the you know FWM. Um, I, mean, I meant to answer his question about him, Costa staying at 205. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, like you said, it feels like a punishment and it, and, and it very well should be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. He, for, like for me, even before I heard Dana say, uh, or people were reporting it, I actually didn't really hear, but I just heard people say that he said that even before Dana said, Oh yeah, he has to go up to two Oh five. I was, it was already in my mind. Like, okay, if this man wants to continue fighting, like someone with Aspen lad, like mm-hmm. the the difference between 185 and 205 is 20 pounds. You were on fight week asking for a catch weight of 195. Couldn't do that. And so now we're talking about uh, 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. You went up to 205. Hey, man, that's your new weight class now. If mm-hmm. you hadn't got your lifestyle fixed, he fought a year ago. Like you had a year. Being a fighter, it's a year round job. This is where I get when people say, like, talk about like certain things that how often fight from all the way from like two, twice a year, three times a year. The training and, and keeping your weight down, it is a 24 7, 365 job. And he mm-hmm. did not do that. So, with your new lifestyle, Paolo, you're, you're a 205er now. That's it. You're a 205er. A you're a 205er. Fucking transphobe piece of shit. And with that note, and with that, let's give our bags for next for week. For next week's fight card. All right. I am on Tapology. Oh, good point. I am not even on Tapology. This is going to be our new thing. Um, what a fucking fight card this is. I'm so glad that they made it um, free. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just going to be that. so, so amazing. The first so fight on the card is... Magomed Ankalaev versus Volkan Uzdemir. I'm going to go with Ankalaev. Same. Same. I, uh, yeah, I think he's like a killer. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's going to, going to just run right through Lava twice. Huh? He beat Ewan Kutalaba twice. Kutalaba. Yeah. Kutalaba. Uh, Jing Liang Li versus Kamza Chimaev. I hope people can get off the Chimaev train, so I'm going with Li. Same. I don't but, even like uh, Li Jing Liang. I think he's kind of a cheater. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, cheat. But hey, cheat, cheat against Kamza, please. Yeah, let's get those. Fucking, let's, let's get off the rails. <laughs> yeah, let's get that. Let's derail that train. Let's derail that fucking. Train. Yeah, let's derail that train that uh, you know, um, that Ramazan Khadirov is steering. Yeah. Uh, Alexander Volkov versus Marcin Tibera. Oh, Volkov. 
Volkov all day. Honestly, if if Tibera wins that fight, heavyweight MMA is canceled. Until December 18th. <laughs> yeah, yeah, until December 18th when, when Derek Lewis fights Chris Douglas. But dude, uh, Volkov has to has to beat him. I can't believe I can't believe that that fight's happening. That Chris Dawkins and and Derek Lewis are fighting. They signed that like, a few a few weeks. I know, ago. but it feels like a big jump for Chris, like a huge, huge jump. I mean, it is like the one of the bigger jumps, almost as similar as um, Islam Makachev versus Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker. Hey, you know I'm not gonna pick fucking Makachev, so fucking go with Hooker. Same. We, Hooker forever, guys. We're, we're we're team Hooker on this podcast. I don't give a fuck. He's the best. We got you. Gotta love him. You gotta you gotta respect him. And I'm picking with my heart for the next one too for Peter Yan and Corey Sandhagen, guys. I want Sandhagen. Same. We gotta get the we gotta get the Sandman in there. Do we have all the same picks? Oh, we're we're split on the main event. I know. No. Oh wait, no. You're picking Yan. You're picking Yan. Yeah, I'm picking. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking Glover. I'm picking Yanni Blackjacks. Yeah, I'm picking Glover just because we've got old man strength and yeah, and I'm I just glad one it. of us does because I I'm so torn in this fight. I'm like 51 Yan, 49 Glover. Yeah, and Yan's great. I you really know, Jan, everyone keeps saying that he's like such a disrespected um, champion, and I, and I get that. But he he's definitely been on a long road too. Um, yeah, he was on a long road to get to the title as well. But just the idea of Glover winning is just you know I always like the those underdog stories. Um, Hell yeah. So yeah. Yeah, we literally have the same choices all the way up until the the main event. Which is and great. like I, and it's so funny for me uh next week and uh the fights start at 7:30 a.m. Very excited for that. I actually am to be honest. With you. I wake up yeah. early. Um yeah, I mean yesterday was kind of weird. Like it was just a weird like turning on the TV and being like, "Oh, the fights are about to be on." Yeah. Uh, and then literally, you know, this Saturday it's going to be like I'm going to be like, oh, even way earlier. Yeah. I just got up and be like, okay. <laughs> and it's 1030 for me, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be like, Hey, wake up on my leisure, make some coffee, maybe make a little breakfast and then I'll turn them on. It'll be perfect. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. And the fact that it's free is even better. So we don't yeah. have to worry about anything like that. But, and, uh, and my friend James is coming over that you met at our, the bachelor party. Oh, great. That's Who awesome. Held you up when you were like throwing up. Yeah, that was very nice of him. Yeah, those are good times. Good throw up times. Good throw up times. Now I'm doing acid. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that was our episode of FW. Mm-hmm. No, uh, with uh, friendly sparring pod. You guys can follow me at leogh two one one three on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Please look at my all the tweets I tweet. There's so many of them. And enjoy enjoy how many tweets there are and tell your friends about us. And we got to, um, before we go, we got to shout out shout our out patrons. I got to queued up. When you started, just, when you started plugging your, uh, the social media, I was like, oh shit, we got to shout out the patrons. Yeah, and we got to do that. Much, much love and, and respect to these wonderful people who are supporting us always want to give them a shout out callum apb sandy pants alex from jersey t cross filthy casual fee dave l phil the mma dude jimmy the drunk tricky dick mix the man anonymous david everett wholesome mma 
The best people I know. They are the best people we know. Thank you guys for supporting us. And if you guys want to join Patreon, go to Patreon slash Friendly Sparring Pod. Patreon.com slash Friendly Sparring. Friendly Sparring. Come join us. Come, come become a contributor. Watch our cute faces. Talk about MMA right. for hours on end. And literally the, the, the way the tiers work is this. We have two tiers right now. Thinking about maybe adding another one. We'll see. But we have a uh, the entry level is $3. That'll get you access to any of the posts, which right now is is including the um, the Fight Pick League that we're starting, which is starting mm-hmm. this weekend. So $3 will get you access. To, just That's per month. So just $3 every month get you access. $5, you get all that. And then you get – and oh, and uh, we'll shout you out on the podcast as well, mm-hmm. which I, we just did. $5 a month will get you video podcasts. So you can see him do this. Yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. Your eye went. I tried to be fucking second. sexy with the glasses. Yeah. And it pulled my uh, <laughs> headphones. He pulled his headphones off and he looked a little cockeyed for a second. Anyway. Yeah, I looked a little cockeyed. I am cockeyed. That's okay. Yeah. So come, come watch us. Don't come watch us. Either way, listen. We'll be here again next Sunday talking about how Glover Teixeira is the greatest fighter of all time.